This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Tide 100.9-1230 WTVC. We are the home of Alabama sports, and this show is presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, head on over to the Good Feet Store now. They'll take good care of you, get you supplied with those premium art supports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate all types of pain. Uh, I'm telling you, give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Let's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. Um, with that being said, I think we've got my dad calling in on the phone lines. We're going to take our first caller, but it's going to be the pastor of pain just for this first segment. I'm just giving him a hard time, but a lot to dive in on the show today. You talk about the Heisman. Uh, were you surprised? Jalen Milrow finished in six. Um, Jaden Daniels getting the award, but, uh, we can dive into that. Talk a little bit. Maybe we'll preview a little bit of this Michigan game. I know my dad wants to take our time with that, but, um, we'll see. We'll see where we go. That being said, we'll head down, uh, to Columbia. Check in with a pastor of pain, our first caller on today's show. Welcome into the Miller's Edge, Pastor of Pain, Corey Miller. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a caller, but <laughs> I am like a show host. I mean, don't 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 minimize. I mean, my, it's, it's uh, the phone lines, though. I mean, you know, you're the, you're, the, you're, know you're the getting it started line. on the phone I mean, lines. I mean, you're just warming it up. That's all. You're getting warmed up. For I all mean, the you know, when you have today. issues with the computer and it's Monday and <laughs> the computer just gets his mind of his own and then all of a sudden they don't want to do the right thing. So this is what I'm forced to do. But you know what? You can hear me. Praise the Lord. This Amen. Is the day that the Lord has made, I'm still good. So I'm not even worried about it. But anyway, no, it was, a, it was a really a... Um, the whole hum weekend, when you look at all the different things that went on and didn't go on, I should say, we did have a football game, a couple of games, playoff games at Army-Navy, which was a phenomenal game. I don't know if you guys saw that game, but it came down to the absolute wire with Navy uh, doing a tush push, trying to get the ball in, in the end zone. But it came up a little short, and that game was over. But uh, that was good. Then you had the... Uh, presentation of the the Heisman which no shock at all to me now, I don't know about you guys but I he would have been my Heisman pick and I know a lot of people still want to to argue that point but when you talk about what he did and we have 
up close and personal, you know, information, right? We've seen Dave Daniels before he was knocked out by Dallas Turner. Thank God. Uh, hey, nice come on, Alabama man. defense. Now, I'm just saying before he, he was knocked out by Dallas Turner, he was dicing up Alabama's defense. And I, I'm not so sure that the outcome might have been different. Just saying that we don't know that, but I mean, I mm. think that's there for speculation. Just saying, just, just a speculation. Now, that being said, the last couple of Texas A&M and in other games, I mean, he, he shredded them. I mean, one game, I think he had 600 yards by himself of total offense. So, I mean, I think when you look at what Jaden Daniels did, I mean, I've been a fan of his for a long time, Christian, because uh, Herm Edwards, was a friend of mine, was coaching at Arizona State. Ray Anderson was my agent my entire decade in the National Football League. He was the, the athletics director out there. They brought him in. Uh, Antonio Pierce is now the head coach for the Raiders. Uh, all those guys was working with him. And, I, you know, I'm a football guy. A lot of you folks on the East Coast had no idea, no idea who Jaden Daniels was. But I did because I watched Pac-12 at night. And um, and I saw this dude who was skinny, tall. I mean, he looked like he was 185. But he was, man, had to move fast, could throw it. And then he had, you know, the COVID hit and had a little bad year. But, but I've seen Jaden Daniels way, way before he got to LSU. Uh, but he had a phenomenal year. Uh, so did the other guys. I mean, listen, any of those guys would have been worthy of this trophy. I don't know about the vote, and I will say that. People, there's people that have votes that shouldn't have votes. Let's just be honest. There's people that have votes that shouldn't have votes. And I'll say this. As much as I am the number one leader of the Jailer Mill Road cockaboose train, me, I'm driving, right? Choo-choo, choo-choo, that's me. But there's no way in the world, no way, Jay Milrow deserved any votes. He got four. And that tells me those four votes came probably from Alabama somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a front runner next year. But there is no way on the beautiful earth this Lord gives us that Jayla Milrow should have any first place vote. Now, he's played great. He's a phenomenal athlete. I don't mind him being six because I think that's probably right. But to get first-place votes, that's wasting. And I, I, I think they need to be some type of program where they need to decide who really gets Heisman votes because giving them all the reporters is always going to be biased. I mean, reporters on radio, radio show hosts, and whatever. They're telling you who they're going to vote for already before the season, even like third of the season. So I'm just going to be honest with you, Christian, and Justin Jones. I don't put too much stock in it. I can't because I think it's they got the wrong people voting for the most part. I don't have a vote. I know you don't have a vote. I know Justin don't have a vote. But it's people that get votes. I don't know because they're in the media so long because they apply for it. I don't know. And a lot of them don't even watch football like that. So congratulations to Jaden Daniels. They did get that right. He deserved it. I know uh, Phoenix Jr. was phenomenal. I loved his story probably more than anybody's. I mean, we had three or four 
season and injuries. I mean, his resiliency came back last year, bounced back, thought he wanted to stay another year, and he came back, and then he's put one on top of that one. I mean, if that's one guy that I would have probably voted for, if if you put put me through him or Jane Daniels, I would have probably voted for Pennington. The only reason Jane Daniels got the trophy was because of what he did with his legs. I mean, he had 1,300-plus yards rushing the football guys for a quarterback that is phenomenal. So that was cool. Uh, congratulations to LSU and all the, the home reveals that are they tweeting about the Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, but uh, he deserved it. A phenomenal year. And thanks to Alabama's defense on national television. Helped that out a whole lot even. So we knocked him out. We had to do what we had to do to get him out that game. But um, <laughs> so, um, hey, listen, we helped him out immensely. So that's what I did this weekend. Um, um, you know, not a whole other, not a whole other sports going on. Basketball. I did watch LeBron James get the first win in that little during the season playoff deal. I don't know if you kept up with the NBA, but I'm I'm a big NBA guy as well. Uh, that was pretty awesome playing Indiana, I believe. Um, Watched the women's basketball on yesterday, saw Don Staley uh, go up to uh, Stores, Connecticut, which I've covered the women's basketball team here at South Carolina before. Been to Stores, Connecticut, UConn, South Carolina, back with Aja Wilson. Um, been up there covering that game before, so I know how awesome that is. So, um, yeah, so it's been pretty cool. And um, uh, But I'm ready to talk some football now because we, I know it's, what, two weeks out. we we got to start talking some real football. A lot of bowl games this weekend, and, and uh, we can start looking at some of the bowls. Uh, we can start looking at Michigan versus Alabama, Texas versus Washington. We can start really talking some football now. And congratulations to Dallas Turner and J.C. Latham for making FWIA, I believe it was, All-Americans first, second team first for Dallas Turner, second for J.C. Latham, even though Alabama got stubbed, nubbed on the other one. But uh, congratulations to those guys, well-deserved. And uh I'm ready. Let's get talking to football. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you talk about postseason awards. We can talk a little bit about that, too. You talked about some snubs. Um, Will Reichard, what are your thoughts on that? I think you tweeted about that. Um, but before we jump into that, we can talk, we got a lot we can talk about there. But in terms of the Heisman, I agree with you. And, and that there probably should be some, I don't know. I, again, no, no disrespect to anybody that has a vote, but I, I totally understand what you're saying. Maybe there was a couple people though that thought, uh, the story of Jalen Milrow coming back from the adversity that him and the team faced early on and for them to kind of prevail to the throw, you know, the mill throw in the plains at Auburn, you know, his performance in the SEC championship game. Maybe they felt that was enough for him to earn first spot or first, uh, first place votes in the Heisman race. I don't know, but more than likely you're right. It's probably leaning towards some biased voters and that's part of it, unfortunately. But uh, with that being said, uh, this race was kind of one of those races where, I mean, you didn't really know, I guess everybody kind of thought Jaden Daniels would win, but I feel like it was one of those where it kind of was, there wasn't like a clear favorite in my opinion. I know people just were leaning towards Jaden Daniels, but I, I mean, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, I, I just feel like it really, I mean, I, I thought Penix, um, you know, leading Washington to an undefeated season. I thought, I thought that probably was, um, deserving. I might have probably voted for him kind of like you, but nonetheless, congrats to Jaden Daniels. You said a dude had over 1300 rushing yards, uh, or 1100 rushing yards, excuse me. Um, which for a quarterback, that's, I mean, insane, right? Then that you pair that with 
3,800 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, only four interceptions. This, this guy was phenomenal, especially when he played Alabama. I mean, he was uh, giving us, you know, fits defensively. So congrats to him. And, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you this. So Jalen Milrow will be a front runner in the 2024 Heisman uh, Trophy race. I mean, they're already writing articles. And the ESPN, uh, for instance, they have him first on the list. Um, you know, for next year's Heisman race, some other names on that list, Quinn Ewers, uh, sounds like he's coming back to Texas. So they got him on there. Shador Sanders, Colorado quarterback, Carson Beck, Jackson Dart. So honestly, looking at this list right now, and this is way too early. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, Jalen Milrow has, if, if he has a season like he had this year, which you said it, he finished sixth in voting right behind, uh, Jordan Travis, Florida State came in at fifth. Look. I think he has a fair chance to actually win a Heisman next year. Now, as we were jumping far ahead, and I don't even like doing all that stuff. But, I mean, just being honest, just looking at the list of players that are coming back that they kind of just, you know, have on this watch list, and you pair that up with if, if he follows uh, this season up with another, you know, big-time season next year, he definitely should. He'll at least be in New York uh, for the Final Four or whatever you call it. But with that being said. No, he's definitely, he's definitely a front run. I mean, yeah, to have a whole off season now with Tommy Reese to go over and 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 really build that playbook based on his skill set. Absolutely, we know that the dude is a he's amazing. I mean, he would have been probably in New York had they wouldn't have been so stubborn in the beginning and just realized that he was their best option to win football games, and then started devising that scheme around him. His numbers would have been a lot better, but. It doesn't matter at this point, but I'm just saying right now there's no doubt him and Quinn Ewers probably the top two guys uh, coming back and, and Milrow with his ability. And, and the thing is, he can throw it. He got, what did he get, 2,600 yards already this year? Something like that? On, on, on really, He's, I don't uh, really want to give him credit for a full tw- year. 2,700 yards, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. And then in terms of uh, rushing, Jalen Milrow is at – uh, 468 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns on the okay. ground. Now, if you start putting in design runs and, and not really utilizing his legs, I mean, he's going to be up there with, with what we saw with Jaden Daniels. And so so that's those are the type of numbers. You know, we're talking about 40, 50 touchdowns. I mean, he's going to be in that Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, that 50-piece 50, that 50 club. I mean, I think Joe Burrow had 65 or something stupid. It was ridiculous the year he had. But, but um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not even worried about that, but to this, my point is that this year to get four votes, first place votes, is a joke. And it's a joke whoever voted those. And they, whoever voted those should have their right stripped, period. I mean, I mean even, because, with the, even with the big Auburn throw and, and you know, beating the number one yeah, Georgia Bulldogs and state championship. I mean, I wouldn't vote. Personally, I, I wouldn't give them the first place vote, but... I mean, could you see somebody maybe putting those things together yeah. and, and little, you know, like the story of you know him battling the adversity, you know, being replaced against U.S. I mean, I mean, I could, I could kind of understand if the, again, because it was these other again, Jaden Daniels, phenomenal player, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's like light years ahead of of Jalen Jalen uh, Milrow, would you? No, he's not. But experience plays a big part. I mean, it's true. You know, Jay Daniels has played Arizona State as a starter. He is the second year starting at LSU. He's got a much better receiving core, let's just be honest, at least established, right? 
I mean, at LSU. I mean, he had Frisbee catching dogs, man. I mean, everything he had was, was to begin with, was better than what Jalen Miro had. But Jalen Miro upside could be much more. Jalen Miro is a much better runner. The difference is, Jaden Daniels. Oh, I don't know about that. Understands... I, I, after seeing the way that dude no, no, was no. running against Alabama, hold on. <laughs> I mean, Jaden Daniels just knows when to run. He's not afraid to use his legs, whereas Jalen Miro is still trying to prove to people that he can be a pocket passer, which in turn hurt him when it comes to running. That's why his decision-making lacks. You know, but I, I, feel, I feel like Jaden Daniels is almost a little more elusive, right? I mean, and rightfully so. Milro, I think what happens is he's a bigger guy. Sometimes, if you go back and watch, instead of being elusive, which we know he's shifty and, and elusive, he tries to lower his shoulder. And, and as a quarterback, you don't need to do that too much. If you watch Jaden Daniels, man, dude is slippery. Like, that dude is, like, evasive. He's in and out, bobbing and weaving. I don't, I don't know. I, I might give him the, the, the edge in terms of. Well, he's, he's definitely more elusive, but, but Jalen Miro runs a 4-3. He's not as fast as Jalen Miro. Listen, I didn't think, I didn't think this guy was fast either until I sat on that sideline and watched this guy literally run sprints down the field. I mean, <laughs> you, it, go back and watch the Alabama tape one more time. I, I promise you this is. I trust me. So I, didn't, tell, I didn't. I didn't so think this dude was. Tell me, he's a better athlete. He's a better athlete than Taylor Miro. Listen, I, I didn't think. I wouldn't. That's what you're saying. Listen, I, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell you right now. I don't. I'm not for sure saying that, but I'm telling you, he no, he, he proved. Listen, he proved me when because going into that LSU game, I was like, you know, he's a good athlete. He'll run and scramble, but seeing him on that sideline and then watching him, I hate even use, brother. He kind of was torching our defense. Like I mean, like he—he he no, was, he wasn't counting torches. He was torches. I hate to say, I, I mean, hate, I hate to say that, but he—he—he he, he low key was. I mean, he was. They—they they, nobody could get him on the ground. Like I mean, it wasn't even just like, oh, he just taking off. I, like, started, I mean, even even downfield, he was like when the I DBs were struggling. Saying that you like whoa, 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 whoa. Remember that? <laughs> when I saying, now you know he was torches. Like listen, which side are you gonna take? Listen, I mean, you don't. I mean, I'm speaking facts. I'm speaking the gospel. Right, it is what it is. But I'm not going out there yet and make a prophetic word and say that he's a better athlete than Jalen Miro. By the way, Jalen Miro weighs 230 pounds. That's why I said they're different. He's, they, he's they, a little they more shifty. That's why I was saying it's hard to say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say better athlete because Miro's probably just as fast and you know solid, can lower his shoulder and be shifty. Jay and Daniels didn't necessarily do that. I'm just saying, just watching how slippery Jaden Daniels is. And how hard it is for like I just I think what, what I'm getting at is not necessarily he's the better athlete, but I think he's a better runner. You you even said last week that Jalen Miller was not the best runner. All I'm saying is Jaden Daniels when he decides to run, like he's got his mind made up and he turns into a true ball carrier. He like he's making people miss. You know what I mean? Like Milrose kind of like once he takes off, he's going. He kind of has that one cut. Then he's looking to kind of either get out of bounds or lower his shoulder most of the time. Jaden Daniels is like he looks like a running back. That, that's all I'm saying. No, I agree with you. My computer, my battery's not charging, so that's the problem. I'm looking at that. So I might have to be on the phone all the time. I will try it. I got a plug in my truck, so I'm gonna try to plug it in. It's all good. That don't work, We're just I'll glad to have you on time. here. Ain't no big deal. Yeah, we're smooth rolling. But we'll uh, we'll take a quick time out. We've got callers lined up. We'll see if we can get them to join you. We'll uh, see if we can get 
You're squared away. If not, no worries. But you're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTVC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Before we go to break, we've got to remind you about our friends over at Buffalo's Cafe. Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. If you're looking for a great restaurant experience, remember to check those guys out. They've got the weekday lunch specials, $9.99. That includes a beverage. All-you-can-eat wings every Wednesday, only $17.99. Again, we always do our show there uh, live for home games. So we finished that up. Or did we? We might be back. One more for the Michigan game or the playoff game. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know the details on that if that gets worked out. But again, check out Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. They've got wings, uh, burgers, chicken sandwiches, rice bowls. I mean, all you could just think of something and they've got it. They've got it and it's really good too. So check those guys out. Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. Again, listening to the Miller's Edge. Going to take a quick time out and be right back. Are you tired of your shoes just not fitting right? This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very cool afternoon with sunshine and full supply. The high today, 51. A freeze late tonight, clear with a low at 29. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 55 and 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. You know what time of year it is, folks. It's the holiday season. I know you've got some last minute gifts. I know you've got that Alabama fan in your family that the perfect gift would be waiting for them right here at Alumni Hall. So go check them out. Alumni Hall right here in uh, Tuscaloosa in Midtown Village. Alumni Hall has all your Alabama shopping needs. They've got all the official licensed gear. They've got Yeti products, Peter Millar. They've got the hat wall for anybody that loves hats. It's cold outside. You need your jackets, your hoodies, your sweaters. So go check them out. Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. Go check them out now for all your officially licensed Alabama gear or go to alumnihall.com. We're the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop, including us right here on the Miller's Edge. So go check them out now. With that being said, I was going to ask you about some of these postseason awards. You know, they had the, the college football awards, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't think a single Alabama player won an award. I thought at least Will Riker would get the, the, the Lou Garza award or however you pronounce it. Um, Lou Groza. Lou Groza. Groza. Yeah. Sorry. Lou Groza. Yeah. He, he didn't win the award even after, you know, setting the all time NCAA record for, uh, points scored. Um, yeah. so that, that was that. But in terms of some of these other postseason accolades and awards, 
Um, you know, Dallas Turner, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. We talked about Caleb Downs, incoming for uh, well, first one of the year, I think, and SEC Incomer of the Year. Uh, a lot of other stuff. But then in terms of the AP, they just released their uh, All-America list. And um, I think we had six guys on the list. And that had both Terion Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry both earning first-team uh, honors on that list. I thought that was interesting. Always confuses me, though. I think they had it separated. They had the edge rusher group and then linebacker group. They had Dallas Turner with the linebackers instead of the edge rusher group. They probably just wanted to squeeze them in there. Um, but I, I feel bad for some of the middle linebackers because they, they always kind of get, uh, you know, basically taken – their spot gets taken by an edge guy. Anyway, with that being said, Alabama nonetheless is uh, continuing to, you know, earn their accolades and awards in the postseason – do you have any thoughts on any of that? Were you were you surprised that nobody uh, earned any major awards at the the CFB awards or whatever they call it? Were you not surprised? Any anything shock you? No, nothing shocks me when it comes to awards. When it comes to that kind of stuff, it's all politics. I mean, let's be honest with you. But um, wouldn't you think the politics would lean in Will Reichert's favor after setting the all time? No, because I'm with you. I, I I do think it's all politics. I know the majority of it is politics. That's why I never understood the whole preseason list. I mean, I, I don't know what that even means because most of the time, the people that they name on the preseason list is pretty much like, all right, they're going to be on the final postseason list as long as they as they don't mess it up for themselves or they don't have a bad year. That's pretty much what they're doing, right? Like, again, I'll give you an example. Love Kool-Aid, a great player, um, but him, him getting awards over Terion, in my opinion, I, if you're going strictly off of this season – and how they played this season, I think Terion technically should be like in his spot in all those, right? But that's not how it works. Just because I mean, Terion well, tied the I mean, SEC history, for picks. And, history says something, right? History is going to say history matters when it comes to these awards. Uh, a lot of times, based on what the kid did last year. I mean, Kool Aid's name has been out there. They've been talking about it. He's had a national name. He's been on national stages. Uh, played well, so. Uh, it's about the Pro Bowl. I'll give you a quick example because I know we got people on the phone. I love to get to the callers. But, you know, Pro Bowls in the NFL is like that. Because if you're an early guy, like I was an early guy balling out, and I know the guy Pat uh, Swilling was a guy in New Orleans, Ricky Jackson, outside backs, me and Lawrence Taylor, you know, all these guys. I had better year, but he got the first team knock. Just because he's been he's been around a lot longer, but I mean, when it comes to complete linebacker play, playing the run, playing the pass, rushing the pass, all that stuff, I did all of those, right? Uh, had more sacks than he had, and all that. Still, I didn't get the first team nine. I mean, I should have. Everybody, I mean, the general managers did an All Pro team and and Pro Bowl team. I was first team, right? So it's like, but when it came to the players voting, players vote for their boys. Players vote for guy. They don't pay no attention, right? They just go, hey, you know, Pasquale have been there. Vote Pasquale. You know, Court Mills in his third year. Blah 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 blah. Right. So that's just the way it works. I mean, so I don't put much stock in a real Riker got hosed. Let's be honest with you. We know he's the best kicker in the country, but it is what it is. I, I mean, you know, I think that uh, you know, I know it pees you off. It pees him off. Uh, he gonna always say the right thing, but it's politics. It's not always right. Terry Arnold played better than Kool Aid this year. We all know that. Uh, but at the same time, Kool Aid's gonna still garner 
much of the national attention. That's just a fact. That's just the way it is. Don't make it right. Don't. Do it, but that is just the way this this thing works. But it doesn't matter if Alabama doesn't have anybody out there winning these national awards because you know what? That tells me they playing a lot better team football. They're not depending on one guy. It's not Bryce Young. It's not Will Anderson Jr. It's, it's a collective of people that are saying, hey, we all can ball, right? And if we won the award, great. If we didn't win the award, so be it. Let's go win the big award. That's the Dr. Pepper Trophy. That's the one that, that matters the most. Well, I'll say this real quick. Uh, I, I think what happened with Will Reichert, if I had to guess, and this is speculation, he kind of, towards the end of the season, kind of had a couple slips, right? You look at the LSU game. I think he was 0 for 2 in that game. Um, and these are just, these aren't PATs. These are just field goal attempts. But and then Auburn, I, I think he missed one maybe from like 40 or 40, from 40 to 49, whatever range it was. Uh, but so I think if I had to guess with him kind of having those misses at the end of the season, Maybe since it was towards the end, that's kind of one of the last few things people saw. Even though he set the record, they kind of were just thinking maybe, I don't know. Still should have got the award, clearly, in my opinion. But I'm just trying to play advocate and put myself in some of the voters' shoes, and maybe that's kind of what they were going off of. Just like we were saying, you know, if if Alabama beats Georgia the night before, they go to the the voting board. I mean, that's the last thing the committee is going to see. So maybe the last couple games that these these voters saw – they saw the LSU game, which again, I mean, the kickers are going to miss. It happens. He still was, you know, eighty-seven percent on the year, hundred percent extra points, longer fifty-one. So yeah, but you know, and, he's, uh, and again, this is a situation where history should have mattered. I mean, they've been doing it for with consistency. History, it should have mattered, but it didn't. But that's all right. Hopefully, he kicked the ones that win us the Dr. Pepper Trophy. That's the bottom line. That's true. With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and head to the other phone lines. And let's uh, welcome in. Let's see. We've had Tony patiently waiting for a while. Tony, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? Do we still have you, Tony? Going once, twice, sold. We'll see if uh, Tony, if you want to call back or circle back, you know the number 205-342-9904. Circle back if you like. Let's go to go to Roland. Roland, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? I'm great. How you guys doing? Doing well, sir. Doing well, bless uh, man. I got a I got a question for Christian. I got a then I got a, uh, a comment, and I'd like to get y'all's comment on it. Uh, the question for Christian is: uh, Several weeks ago, Roy Dale and uh, I've got the other guy was at their Monday press conference. You know, going you know with the press, and Roy Dale and uh, the other player both had on a, a solid gray uh, shirt. With a big old strip crimson A on it, is that something that only the players uh, can get, or is that available anywhere? I'll be honest, I don't know the shirt that you're talking about. Um, I'd have to see it to be able to tell you, but uh, there's, there's a chance that it was uh, team issued apparel. But here's the thing: I think most of the apparel that they, that they issue to the team, you can purchase. Because normally it's just Nike products. I think most of the time you can probably find it somewhere from Nike um, or like well, I know several years some of these stores. Several years ago, some, go ahead. I was going to say several years ago, Coach uh, Saban had on this big old thick jacket when I was in Arkansas and it was real cold and snowy. And I tried to find that jacket uh, everywhere, and it wasn't available. I even tried the stores in Tuscaloosa and all that, and 
somebody said, well, it's probably it was something just available for the team or the coaches. Well, that was about and to say. I, well, you see what you they said, Coach Saban. That's a little bit. <laughs> that's a little bit different. I'm talking about team issued stuff. Coach Saban, he's going to have stuff that that might just be issued to him. The coaches have separate things issued to them. We don't get what the coaches get. I remember the coaches got like a black jacket when I was in school, and I was like, dang, that's cool. I want one of those. But it was only for the coaches, right? So that's a little bit different. Plus, Coach Saban's probably going to have. He wears a lot of stuff that's probably been like in his closet for years. He doesn't change a lot. So it might have been something that was old that was issued a while ago. Uh, yeah. so I'll be honest, Roland. I wish I could help you on that one. I don't know. I honestly don't know the shirt. Maybe if you, if you tweet us a picture of it, I can look at it and see if I can try to help you find one. Um, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is. Go, on the you team. can also go to like, uh, Roland, like, uh, uh, fanatics.com. Have you ever checked that website out? Well, this was a Nike product, but, uh, yeah, uh, they, they carry all the products. That's why I say try, okay. Okay. try fanatics.com and just, just go look through that because a lot of times even with the coach's gear and sometimes the specialty gear, which I'm assuming that's what Coach Saving had, well, that's probably what those players had because if both of them had that same shirt on, it came from the program. So you can sometimes go to Fanatics, and I've been there several times to get some things like NFL stuff that's pretty cool, you know, like the military issue stuff that normally is yeah. not for sale. That would be on Fanatics.com. So uh, if you got any chance, I promise you Fanatics.com will be the way to go. Okay, my other uh, comment, and I'm going to uh, ask you to hang up and listen to you. Uh, back first part of the year, and I'm asking you guys this because both of you play football and know all the, you know, everything about it. Back first year, there's a uh, somebody had come out that Alabama was uh, like 125th out of 132 or 34 teams as being the youngest team in the country. And I'm just going to ask you guys, you know, since y'all played the game, uh, you know, us fans, we think, well, they loaded with five stars and four stars. They're just going to go out there and keep it going and, you know, and play like four stars and five stars. But did that, them being such a young team, how much did that play into their slow start and how they progressed during the season? And, uh, I just hang out and listen to y'all guys. I enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Thank you, Roland. Um, yeah, you want to, do you want to take that one? Our start. Yeah, I think it's I think it's impressive when you look at the youth of this football team. We actually talked about that at the beginning of the year because we knew that they had a lot of young players that did not have a lot of experience and had not played a lot of football, right? And and, and they will grow up. And that's the thing, like like Caleb Downs, he was a great rookie, but he still grew up. The more you play, after about halfway through the season rolling, you're not a rookie no more. You're not a freshman no more. Right? You you kinda the game slows down for you. And when you look at Alabama, one of the youngest teams in the country, which tells me that they're not going to have a whole lot of uh, guys leaving probably. I mean, I was looking the other day, South Carolina is the the team that has like 18 guys that are in the transfer portal, South Carolina. Alabama had four or five, maybe six. Um, They'll have more the postseason, though. Yeah, they may have more, but I'm saying a lot of guys will come back, and they just got the kid that I was looking for his name that's reclassified. That is coming uh, to Alabama as a receiver. He's a five-star plus. I don't even know if you can get any higher than that. He's supposed to be a 2025 guy, but he reclassified. Now he's in the 24 class. So you, you couple that with the, the youth of this football roster. I mean, man, and a quarterback. Now, we're not going to be talking about this next year. We don't have to waste two or three months to count down the kickoff and talk about who's going to be the quarterback. <laughs> we know. 
We know. And then they got the five-star <laughs> Julius Singh coming in that's going to practice at the bowl game. I mean, so this team is set up for great success. Even if they don't win this year, although I think it's going to happen, next year I would think they will be the favorite to win it again. Yeah, I definitely think they will be. And, and Roland, that's a great question. And that's, that's exactly uh, kind of what our take has, has been on it. And if you go back, that's what, that's what we were saying, that this team, you know, all teams take time to, to figure themselves out. But when you talk about a team with a, uh, a new quarterback, new coordinators, and a lot of youth, like you mentioned, uh, Roland, yeah, I mean, it's going to take some time for them to grow up. I mean, he mentioned Caleb Downs. I think an even better example uh, is left tackle Caden Proctor. Right. I mean, the guy struggled immensely in the first few games. And then you again, you got to expect some of that. They're going to go through growing pains. I mean, a year ago, he was going against 16 and 17 year old, you know, 5'10, 195 pound defensive ends. Now he's going against 6'5, 260 pound defensive ends that have, you know, been playing SEC three years. So that being said, yeah, you know, they grow and mature throughout the season. And once they start getting that, that experience under their belt, they start playing much better. They start feeling a lot more confident. They're, they're much more understanding of what their role is, what it takes to be successful, not just during, you know, the game, but also leading up to it, right? How to take care of your body, the things you need to work on, you know, how, you know, as a tackle, you know, when I'm in my set, you know, how, how do I need to set to be successful? What, what do I, what are some bad habits that I have that I need to get cleaned up? Those are all things, especially as a young player that you've got to learn and figure out as the season goes on. And it's imperative that you do that if you want to be a much better player and team at the end of the year. And so you got to tip your hat to these coaches for helping continue to develop these players and get them playing at a much higher level as they grow and mature, mature yep. throughout the seasons. But with that being said, uh, rolling back to the, the apparel thing. Always check Alumni Hall because, again, they do offer officially licensed Alabama products. So check those guys out. Again, you can go to Midtown Village and check them out or go to AlumniHall.com. And uh, I'm on their website right now. They do have a lot of officially licensed stuff. All that, all those Nike products, which, again, that's, you know, who makes all of Alabama's gear. Um, but, unfortunately, there might be a couple things that are only team-issued or only coach-issued. But yeah. always check those websites, but especially Alumni Hall. But appreciate you calling, rolling. Hey. Uh, go ahead. Real quick, real quick, let me uh, get some business out of the way. R&R Cigars, 6703, 27th Street. Check out Reagan and Randy and the little baby boy that's in business right now. I know it's holiday season. Don't worry. You can't get to Tuscaloosa. No more games. You're not coming to basketball games. Don't worry. Shop online, rnrcigars.com. You can get anything you want there right online. 20% off of any 20 cigars that you buy. they got the best premium cigars in all of America. So check Reagan and Randy out. They're the ultimate cigar bar and lounge experience that you ever would find. I mean, porch, recliners, the TVs, unmatched everywhere you go. So check them out online. Holiday season, you want to send a gift? Well, go online. They'll send the gift right to the people that you want it to go to. And I promise you, you won't have a problem finding anything that you need to find. It's r r Cigars in Tuscaloosa. It's on 6th Street, 2703 6th Street, right there in Cigars.com. With that, we're going to take another time out, then we'll be back for our last segment. Gosh, it's flying by today. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. Be right back after a quick timeout. It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. It's the 
Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide all season long at Buffalo's Cafe, where everyone is family. Grab happy hour from 2 to 6 every Monday through Friday with drink specials and half-priced appetizers. Looking for award-winning wings tossed in your favorite saucer rub? Visit us on Wednesdays for all-you-can-eat wings from 5 to 9 p.m. for $15.99. We're bringing Bama fans together for every game with good food and good times. Try our dine-in, carry-out, delivery, or catering at Midtown Village on McFarland Boulevard or order now at www.buffaloes.com This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9 Hey, welcome back into the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC I think you said that you had a point that you made Friday that you wanted to circle back to, is that right? Sorry, I was sitting home after I got the show with you guys. I had me button back to And I was sitting at my stepdaughter's house because I did the show from there because I was still, you know, getting used to being by myself a little bit, that type of thing, need some help. But, um, man, I was thinking about this. And it, and it came from Game Cognition. And, and a lot of, they had a big recruiting weekend. A lot of uh, they had, like, uh, Rocky Sanders from Arkansas. I mean, some other transfer portal guys to, to other guys, right? But, you know, and I'm sort of thinking about this whole thing, Christian. Let's just be real about it. These kids today, there's no more, like, what you have for the University of Alabama is, is pretty daggum special, and I don't know if people can appreciate it. Like, you love the University of Alabama. You left Columbia, South Carolina, and went, almost 500 miles away from home to go to college when you could have gone right here to pretty cool schools within your state. You left and you took a chance because you loved the University of Alabama. I love the University of South Carolina because that's what, where I went to school and that's where my blood, sweat, and tears were and, and that's why you were born and all that good stuff because of the University of South Carolina because of the decision that I made. Right, it's going to fulfill your life, however you want to look at it. Well, here's my problem. These kids today, they don't give a rip about the schools. These kids today that were here at the University of South Carolina and other programs, they're going around and they're going to find the best program that money can buy. And that's the bottom line. There's no more love for the school, right? I always told you, and I always said, when you are going leaving high school, you are making a 40, 50-year decision. It's not two to three as they get up and pull the stupid hat. You're going to make a 40 or 50-year decision because that decision is going to set the stage for the rest of your life. Right, it might where you meet your girlfriend, it might where you, you you get married, you have kids, it might be your future with jobs, or who knows. 
But today, the way this game has changed, and way kids are just leaving school, way kids are just playing four games just to get some film and telling people that I can play and not put me on red shirt. This game is turned to a pro game. The pros don't matter as much. The pros, you go get your money and you get out. Preferably, you get out safe and healthy. College is relationships. It's all the other things that I just said. It encompasses all of that. And today, these kids care about money. Where can I go and transfer to that needs a running back, quarterback, DN, linebacker, kicker, whatever? And who's going to pay me the most money? And if that don't work, and if I can get out next year, I'm gone and go get it again. That tells me most of the kids, not all of them, most of the kids care less about the school. There's no more fan-player relationship. Just like in the pros, there's not hardly any a fan-player relationship. Why? Because like me, I've stayed at my team for a long time. I look back at all of the drafts. I was a six-round pick, 150-something. So I hurt my knee. But I stayed with my purple partner in 95, 98% of my draft. And there's a fan-player relationship. I'm still well-known in New York, New York giant world. It's one of the best outside linebackers because I was there for so long. You don't have that anymore. And for God's sakes, you don't have this Christian anymore in college because if they don't get what they want, if it's not microwave society, they are out. They can care less about the fan base. They can care less about the school. They can care less about the coach. And it's not all their fault because coaches have the same mindset. If they can get out of there, they go in the living room. We've seen it. We've been there and tell you all this stuff and promises and blah, 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 blah. But when they get a come up, guess what they do? They don't think about you. They leave. People. This is a state of college football. The love has been lost. It's now about the Benjamins, about TV deals, about how can we get these young athletes paid. I don't have a problem with it, but it has ruined college football. So I'm just wrap up to say it's a blessing to have people like yourself that loves your school, that stands for the University of Alabama, and what the A means, because a lot of people pull for them. A lot of people wear the colors. But 99% of them never did what you did. They never put that A on. They never gone to winter workouts. They never had to go to class and pass tests. And most of them have never done what you and others have done. Right? They still love them, but they can't love them the way you love it because you did it. My point is this. These kids today don't have the love that you have. And that's the problem. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, uh, sharing that you know what you know what the sad thing is though but like you said though like you don't see that anymore with these college uh, athletes you know there's probably some but majority of them know but how <laughs> is the best way to put this people are so quick to put money in their pockets but then you got former guys <laughs> we can't we got we, like feel free to support our show you can always sponsor our show just saying Plus, we yeah. Don't, yeah, you know, we, we got, we got some, some spots opening up, especially with the New Year's coming. So if you guys want to sponsor our show and support 
guys that uh, put their time in the program, that love the program, that didn't care about money. We uh, we're always accepted and got plenty of spots available. Def- definitely reach out to the Miller's Edge, but I also think that's what's so great about the collective that Alabama recently started. That's for the former hundred percent. That's I think that's awesome, and I think one of the first to do it. I don't see any other programs doing that. Yeah, no, that was big time. But it's nope, crazy how it's crazy how they, they unveil that and then it's like kinda just kinda dies down. But to, no, but you're right. They they did offer that up and it's something that, that former athletes can utilize. Um it's just there's there's obviously a lot of stuff that you gotta get figured out with all that stuff. You gotta sign up and do all that good stuff. But but no we do we do have a lot of uh, sponsorship opportunities. So if anybody's interested, we'd love to have you guys part of the Miller's Edge team. You can always and I definitely wasn't doing that for that because I'm no 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 I, I, no no I know I know you weren't doing yeah. that for that I just thought it was yeah. no I know I thought that was a great <laughs> great time no I'm saying because the it new just, year it, the new year's rolling around and we got spots that are opening up and yeah then there I might mean be some, I'm definitely some moves coming up that. I mean <laughs> I was before I had the mini stroke I was coming there to spend time with DC and meet the new sales team because we got some things happening and that's a good thing I mean like I tell people I do this because I love it I don't do it for money I do it because of my son and because I love I love Alabama as well, and I love sports talk. I mean, so I mean, if I was getting paid, but I'd be uh, I'd be on the street corner with a cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, I, mean, I, mean, I, know, I know you didn't. I mean, like if I buy my Starbucks coffee, but but I'm just talking about the love. No, I no, no, hundred percent. No, no, you're no, yeah, but you're, you're spot on with that. No, no, there isn't that. Yeah. I I was just I was just I was just like you like you always say you're real. I I, I had to. Take a page out of your book. And it's true, though, because, because look, it goes hand in hand, right? The kids, they're after the money. And then what are, what are a lot of people do? They're just, they're supporting it and encouraging it by just giving them more, giving them more. And I just was, I was just taking a step further and saying, you got the guys that, that went through the whole thing when there wasn't money involved that actually cared about the program. And it's like, yeah, everybody just wants to keep feeding these 18 year olds money <laughs> that are going to be gone in a year or two. I, that, I, that's they don't just, care. They don't care at all. But, I mean, think about it. Juice, Juice Wells got a golf cart. My friend Larry from Firehouse Subs in Columbia, South Carolina, on the front of the state. You know, bought it for him. Got the NIL deal. I mean, condo right, right across the All of that. And he showcased one year, then hurt the next. And guess what? He dropped, he dropped you like his heart. He going to the next pretty girl. Yep, that's what these kids are doing. I want to find some real kids. They got to find the real kid that loves the school. Those are the ones that's going to make the difference. 100%. Well, I'm sure there's a couple of them out there. There's got to be a few left out somewhere. We, we'll, we'll find some of them. There's some good kids out there. You just got to give them an opportunity. They might not have the, the biggest name or the most stars next to them, but there, there's some guys that, that are dying to play for a university like South Carolina or Alabama. I'm sure. Oh, that being said, we got to get out of here. Got to make room for big news sports. It's been a fun one. We'll be back again in 23 hours. You're listening to the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Oh,